You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Bleak and Review, Quarantine Quickie number 38, I think? Hell yeah. Ever fucking heard of it? Ooh, we make cusses now. I'm your host, Kevin Anderson. This is Quarantine Quickies, Bleak and Review style. You know, just serving up a bit of, bit of the hot gossip and uh, hot takes on the hot news of this very hot, hot, hot day right now. It's very, it's, it's October 1st on the day I'm recording this intro. And uh, good Lord, we were back in the, you know, high hundreds here in Los Angeles. And um, just a nice, gentle reminder that once we sort out all of the fascism in America and the inequality and the racism and the sexism and the transphobia and the wage gap and late stage capitalism that's poisoning the world... Once we figure all that out, we still have to figure out how to fix global warming because we're all going to die anyway. Hey, (laughs) this is my vibe. This, this is my vibe, y'all. Not really. I, you know, I go up and down. I have, I'm not always miserable. It's just for some reason, whenever I record these intros and I start thinking about what I should talk about in the intro, I'm like, what's going on in like the world today? Oh, right. Nothing but stuff and misery. I almost, I will, before we get into uh, political talk, which I don't even have much of, I will just say uh, right before this recording, I thought my therapist ghosted me. Ever been there? That's fun. We were supposed to have a little session at 4.30, which we had rescheduled this morning from a different time. And uh, I'm sitting there like, all right, it's 4.36. Better let her know I'm ready. Send a little message. Hey, ready when you are. Nothing. All right. It's 447. I hope you're okay. I sent <laughs> really trying to uh, really, really becoming the student becomes the teacher, right? I was checking in on her, seeing what her well being was like. Now, she just was having technical problems and couldn't reach out to me because she doesn't have my phone number. We do it all through an app. Fuck it. I'm a millennial. I, I get my, I fix my brain through an app right next to fucking Flappy Bird. <laughs> Yeah, I have the. I still have the Flappy Bird app on my phone, by the way. Uh, that has gone through a couple iterations of Android devices. I have transferred it over. I imagine do there was a moment when people were buying Android or whatever phones that had that app on it for like way too much money, right? That's probably past. I'm assuming that star burned out real quick. To think I was sitting on a gold mine and I didn't even know it. The equivalent, the app equivalent of that fucking helicopter game from Ebom's World. Remember that? Who's old? Who's old like me? I thought that was how TikTok was going to go, too. There was a lot of uh, threats that TikTok was going to get banned in the U.S. from app stores. Apparently, that didn't take because it's obvious fascism um, or a national security. I like that. I love I love uh, whatever something's done in the name of like uh, homeland security where they're like, you know, 
China, China can find all your TikToks and they can get information from that and they can ruin you. I'm like, what, more than the United States is already doing every day? More than Google has? Google has everything and they sell it to whoever. So does Facebook. Nobody gives a shit. But because, you know, a bunch of fucking K-pop fans made Trump look like a douchebag because they fucking trolled him. Now he's got to go after TikTok. I hate this country. How are you doing? Uh, the debates happened. Did you watch them? Oh my God. Weren't they so informative and interesting? And it's not exactly what you thought they were going to be. I didn't watch that shit. Who the, why the fuck would anybody watch that? It's so stupid. Like, I mean, you know, I was definitely on Twitter during it. So I know what happened and I saw some clips later, but like to suggest, to to watch the debates with commercial breaks and shit, like it's television. Oh my God. I don't get that time back at the end which by my count is going to be in about 15 years. Uh, like everyone's yelling about the debates on Twitter and I get it. It's all valid, but I'm also like, what did you think was going to happen? Like you had, you ha like you knew this was going to happen, like, but you knew that it was going to be shit and devoid of all merit, but you still had to watch it. Like you were like, like it was boondock saints too. <laughs> Like, you know what? Everything from history surrounding what's about to uh, be on screen here uh, points to it being a waste of time with a bunch of dudes yelling, but still got to watch it. Boondock Saints 2. Honestly, at this point, Troy Duffy for president, you know, director of Boondock Saints, Boondock Saints 2 and Dick Else probably. <laughs> and he's probably also like a toxic ass person. I really don't know anything about his personal life. So I don't want to act like I'm endorsing a All Saints Day creator. I, I watched that movie. It was not good. I watched that like 10 years ago because I was like, I got to see. And so I guess I get it. But I wasn't filled with as much rage as I am every time. Do you guys, are you guys like me? Do you, do you actually think listening to like a Donald Trump or like a Ben Shapiro or someone of that ilk, listening to them speak is detrimental to your mental health? Not like... Not specific things that he's saying, just the cadence and the confidence and the just like the smarminess of the bullshit that we all know, the person speaking included on the screen knows that it's all bullshit. Like, I think I, I really get angry when I hear their voices now. Like a friend of the show, Cody Johnson, uh, certainly has a great, you know about it probably, has some more news on YouTube and he does like... Sometimes he does big old exposés on motherfuckers like Ben Shapiro or Ted Cruz. And it's really hard for me to get through the clips. Like when, I mean, I, it's important for the structure of the thing, but it's really hard for me to sit through a Ben Shapiro talking point and not want to stab many white people in the chest. Not that I'm going to do it. If you're out there, NSA, saving me from TikTok. I did get a post removed from Facebook this week. First time that's happened since I literally said uh, the words, I'm going to kill the president, which was, you know, in a bit, it made sense. I was doing a bit about semantics where I was like, is it the same to say I want to kill the president as I'm going to asking for a friend? And then I got banned. But this time I actually posted it and then was like, eh, that's not even that good of a post. And so I deleted it within like a couple minutes. Um, I posted the same thing on Twitter and nobody cared there. It was something along the line. I, I, it was me doing a character of somebody who trolls the libs for fun, but I ended it with the uh, action line of Sieg Heils. Like he does all this stuff and then he just Sieg Heils, you know. I'm just trolling Sieg Heil because turns out uh, we are what we pretend to be, Kurt Vonnegut. 
Yeah. Oh, you didn't expect a Vonnegut reference in here, did you? Me neither. Flying by the seat here, everybody. But yeah, so I, I posted that something along the lines of, uh, whoa, were you guys triggered much? Lol, 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 fucking libs. And then just, I sig heiled. And uh, Facebook, after I deleted that post, told me that they deleted that post. <laughs> they banned it for hate speech, which like, sure, I guess if they're searching out the phrase Sieg Heil to ban things, that's probably for the best in the long run, you know. But I thought it was funny that they banned me after I had already deleted it and then said I couldn't go live for 30 days or promote anything for 30 days, which means their protocol is... Uh, if they catch a Nazi on Facebook, they won't let them live stream and they won't let them do sponsored ads for 30 days. Th after 30 days, though, you've now learned the words you can't say on Facebook as a Nazi. And so you just get your message across another way. Go ahead. Give us your ad money. We love you. We love you. We're corporate shills. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Great. Good. Glad we caught up. Speaking of great good, this episode's going to be great good, I think. Uh, I don't know because, again, I'm recording it uh, chronologically. This episode's guest is friend of the show, Kevin Collier, and we tried to record yesterday. And boy, oh boy, did we have tech problems. So we're re-recording it shortly after I finish this intro here. And I know we had fun yesterday. I bet we'll have even more fun today, so stay tuned for that. And there might be some kind of ad. I really don't know. Improvising is the spice of life, everybody. So we'll be back with a little more Bleak and Review with Kevin Collier after this. In early February 2020, Raquel Somoza was walking home alone after a shift at work. After entering her home, she quickly realized she was not alone in the house. 24 hours later, her body would be discovered on top of the giant minion that you see from the highway at Universal Studios Hollywood. Despite a 50-person police search scanning months, her killer is still at large. Join me every Monday at noon as I uncover the truth of how I killed her on the Uh-Oh, It's True Crime because I'm truly committing a crime, true crime podcast. Once a week, join me as I continue to outwit the cops and use serialized true crime podcasts as a calling card and even potentially commit more crimes. Once a week, listen to me as I send tapes of Raquel's screaming pleas of mercy to her closest friends and family members. And listen to their sobs of grief. Because guess what? I broke into their houses and set up microphones in there. Why would someone do this? This seems like a hat on a hat. <laughs> as we speak, I'm recording this from beneath her boyfriend's bed. But don't worry, I'll definitely be someplace else by the time this episode is published. <laughs> Don't forget to also hit the subscribe button and like my social media pages. Right now, anyone who donates to my Patreon page is eligible to be my next victim. Thank you again for all your support. Deep laptop that 
I was trying to use yesterday that basically, um, you know, only does like word processing and then it yeah, yeah. Out. If if listeners, if this part's left in, listeners will. Uh, I already talked about it a little bit in the intro, but they'll know that uh, we had a real hard time recording this yesterday with that laptop. <laughs> right, and then there's my work laptop, which I um, <clears throat> have never used for anything other than work. And you're not going to break that streak for the podcast clause. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Podcast clause indicates that Kevin Collier, guest of Bleak and Review, has never used his work laptop for jacking off to porn. <laughs> <laughs> Unless that is your business. Comedy shows. I mean, you name which it. One, which one do you think they'd be more upset by, your, your employers, if they found out that you were using work property to jack off or to uh, have a comedy show on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a toss up, you know. It's a toss up. <laughs> if I can find a way to do both, then you know, I hit the jackpot. <laughs> getting fired immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in the cold open here. Uh, I'm actually glad that we are re-recording for a couple reasons. One, it sounds so much better this time, uh, and there's no delay, so it won't be a bitch to edit. And two, um, I wanted to know how excited your children are about the Minecraft guy being introduced in Smash Brothers today. <laughs> Because uh, you told me that they play that yet, but I'm sure they would be. Um, I just, uh, I don't. I'm not one of those fancy people who has paid for all the expansions. Ooh, I paid for the last expansion, but then like this one is like, you know, they only announced what is this the second character so far from yeah. The, so far we got Min Min from Arms, and we've got Minecraft Steve or whatever. So yeah, it's not so been it's not too great. Underwhelming, I guess. <laughs> Well, there's four more. There's four more, though. So, yeah. you know, fingers crossed for a Waluigi or something. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Right? Because so many people love him. But it's, like, ridiculous. Like, why? And this is something I'm very passionate about. We'll get to politics and stuff soon, I'm sure. But why? It's been it's been over, like, 20 years of Smash Brothers being a game, I think. Like, 99, I believe, is when the first one came out. And they've hit like so much fa- so much fan service they've done so much fan service they've included all kinds they got banjo and kazooie they got snake they're pulling from like properties they don't even own they're spending all kinds waluigi's right there and he's in all the other games why the fuck yeah. not why does he not have his own game like as quirky and weird as all the wario games and their spinoffs are like waluigi game could be amazing like yeah they haven't even game. done a standalone why waluigi title? On that? i mean we've got Luigi's Mansion, like however many. I when I was a kid, one of my favorite games, just because like we were poor or something, was uh, <laughs> or something. Mario. Mario is missing. Like, oh sure, ever played that. It's Luigi. I remember that. Yeah, trying to find Mario, and it was like you actually learned stuff like about history yeah. and like like math and science and stuff. Oh so, yeah, uh, I remember that. that was kind of like it was kind of like a point and click adventure game in some ways, but it was also yeah, like a 2D platformer. It was, it was weird, like I think it was Super Nintendo. Like I was all about that game. Totally, and that was a Luigi starring game way before uh, before they had mansion games and stuff. And I, I understand that more recent ones are fun. I think I've only played the first Luigi's Mansion to be honest. What if uh, what if they did do a Waluigi standalone title eventually, but it was just Waluigi teaches typing? <laughs> I mean, because Mario could, teaches they, typing they was be the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> if they made it like a really interactive typing based game, uh, but then that would have to be like a PC thing, and I don't think Nintendo will ever touch that. <laughs> right. 
PC culture. I mean, I know, they have they they've moved into phone apps and like there's been whispers of like a live action Zelda movie for years. So, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, maybe I they'll did. change their stance. I I understand after making the Super Mario Brothers movie that was, um, you Oof, know, Bob Hoskins, yeah, as as our president would say, yeah. Um, Good God, that uh, that they're hesitant to to make another movie venture but you know the Give super to- mario brothers tv show was uh better i mean it had it had captain lou albano as freaking mario so. are you talking about the cartoon yeah it was like cartoon but it had live action mario and luigi that hosted it oh shit i don't think i know about it was this. the super mario brothers super show or something like that oh yeah, yeah yeah okay i have heard of it but i've never actually i never actively watched it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's i mean it's for what it is it's better than the movie <laughs> Which is sure, yeah. I mean, that's hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> uh, not better, much better than the movie here on Bleak and Review. Of course, we return to you from the cold open. Uh, I remain Kevin Anderson, joining me for the second time in two days. But you're only hearing this one because it is an episode. Kevin Collier, all the way from Arizona, America. <laughs> America. <laughs> I was gonna. I almost said Arizona, California. That's how fried my brain is right now because it's. I'm sure you're dealing with this too, but you also probably have central air. But uh, it's really bad. It's a really bad heat wave in uh, L.A. right now. Yeah, I, I definitely empathize. You know, like we're not on fire, but we literally get to over like one tens every year. Right. Yeah. Like this is just your constant. Yeah. I mean, we don't have as much humidity. So like being from California and coming here, I'm like, yeah, I actually like this better, but you know, that's just my preference. Some people can't handle it. (laughs) No, totally. I I know people on the East coast that uh, feel that way too. Like it's too dry when they go to the places, but on the East coast, it's all like muggy and like, and really humid. And when I go there, I feel like I'm choking on the air and they're just like, no, this is just Tuesday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm not actively smoking right now. Why do I feel (laughs) like I am? Oh God. You know, that was, you know, that is something that I did recently experience, which was fucking stupid and shows you that uh, cigarettes are the worst addiction you can have because there were fucking crazy wildfires like always in California not too long ago. And I was like, the air was just ashy and smoky as hell. And I would like still go out for cigarette breaks at work. Like, I'm just like, why? What am I doing? (laughs) It's so (laughs) stupid. But I got, I have to have it. I have to, there's, you know, it's, I justify it by saying that 2020 is a weird year and I was going to quit when I turned 30, but then I turned 30 in a pandemic. So I'm allowed to smoke until life's normal again. (laughs) We all have our our reasons for doing stupid shit, I guess. Oh, certainly. Uh, We were talking yesterday about, uh, and God, we had so much gold, but I'm sure we'll get back to it to some extent. But you've, uh, like like me, you've uh, uh, had had a 2020 of, of... life changes and uh, mental changes and stuff. And you're in Arizona where uh, people probably you're probably surrounded by I wouldn't say like in your immediate vicinity, but I bet you have the odds of running into uh, shitty fascist leaning types more frequently than I do. Would you think that's fair to say? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, you're in L.A. ish. So right. Like, that's that's definitely a pocket of California where there's more liberal people. Um, I, I grew up in, in, you know, Lancaster, California and, um, lived in cities that were mostly like Republican pockets. Cause you know, right. it's like, Oh, it's a blue state, but like 
if you go to these cities, like it's pretty red. So, oh yeah, like we had know. this summer, a, uh, a a Nazi killed a BLM protester in Bakersfield with his car, and then it happened uh, again. I don't know if they killed anyone, but it happened in LA uh, not too long ago either. So it's like ah, liberal California, but also giant sections of white supremacy. <laughs> right, and we had we had talked about this yesterday, but like uh, I uh, I grew up in Lancaster, which is right next to Palmdale, where you know. The guy got lynched recently. And yeah, so the guy like, was lynched, and then the police shot his brother two days before or later or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that that shit. That sh- that chestnut, that old fun nugget that I'm glad we got to bring up twice in two days. That is like that is why one of the reasons I'm like glad I never going back there. But it's just like, yeah, it's just so it's not super different for me, I guess. But then right. I also grew up in like the church you know the like sure the church but like you know the christian church and stuff and like the the one church it's the only one that counts i get it (laughs) not the capital c catholic church but oh yes yes the lower church (laughs) (laughs) the lesser Uh, church (laughs) and you know like i was always kind of raised on certain politics of like basically Republicans equal Christian and all they do is right. And everything that Democrats do is evil. And like, right. I, you know, like I just for so many years was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to vote Republican because that's what you do. And like, like I always was like, I don't really like this candidate. Like I'm just doing it because. That's right. Because you, you were do. like, well, everyone in my, you know, in my uh, in my like what do you call it uh my social circle my world like social like net is doing this and so like that must mean it's the right thing to do right uh which is very similar to how i grew up too like for a while we and of course this is going to come up a bunch because we talked about this yesterday but we're doing it again for content uh <laughs> but like i definitely uh from rural like outskirts of sacramento uh you know it's a similar vibe of it, and this is something that i read about uh, or watched in a video essay recently um which is a big tenet of how hate groups function. Not to say that like all Christians are part of a hate group or all Republicans are, but like what you're describing, like the thing of like, well, I only know these people and this is just what I do is very much a tenet of certain hate groups that like shield you from anyone with a different perspective. And so they can only, that you only go to them for like the truth and then they just got you. And that's kind of what's happening, I think. Yeah. And I think LinkedIn with a lot of that is a uh, shout out to LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. I love them. <laughs> Sponsoring <laughs> but, this episode, of course. A lot of that, you know, too, is like, I see a lot of people that never leave their hometowns, like wherever they're from, like they right. never get out and like live somewhere else. And they get like so entrenched in, in like, what everyone around them believes and they just never like they never grow as a person and never like think more than like what they're told and they don't right. question it. And, you know, I was kind of like that for years, even though I had moved all over California for college and, you know, other things. But like I was always in these little, you know, Christian schools or whatever, where I was going to church and like everything was, you know, just repeated over and over of like, this is what you do. This is how you vote. And uh, they got you deep and they had their hooks in you for a while. Yeah. And I think like, you know, but I, I just see, I see a lot of the people that, you know, never left their hometown that just like, they're just like that, you know? And like, those are the people that I've been during this pandemic, seeing their comments on Facebook when we're Facebook acquaintances that we never talk and sure. Yeah. I'm in on like a post about, 
you know, a black person being murdered. It was something racist. And I'm like, well, your whole family's blocked now. Like, I don't like I don't yeah. care anymore. It's like it's it's I've been having those two from Sacramento. Uh, not probably like maybe not as much because I feel like I've culled my friends list in the past enough times. But like occasionally someone will show up like I had to delete someone early on in like May who was like, oh, Black Lives Matter is funded by George Soros. I was like, oh, so you're an anti-Semite and a racist. Cool. You're gone. <laughs> and then like. Right. And then, like, some other girl uh, who I've talked about on the podcast, uh, you know, COVID denier, like, oh, watch all the uh, watch the virus suddenly disappear after the election. It's all a hoax. And I'm like, oh, right. You. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird that, like, you could think, like, that somebody who grew up in the same town as you and, like, for a lot of intents and purposes, received the same education as you at, like, the same schools uh, go such a different way or, or not grow like after that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I think we talked about timelines, like you're more like in college age before you, you started like seeing things. Yeah. But like, yeah. I was in like my early thirties, you know, and like, right. You know, between 2012 election and 2016 election, like I had two kids and it changed a lot of what I like cared about in voting, you know? And so 2016, like I was a registered Republican and I came into this field of like 30 freaking Republican candidates I knew nothing about. And I was like, which one of these do I like? And I literally took this quiz online. Like this sounds kind of dumb. (laughs) Like a Facebook quiz of like, I side with blah, blah, blah. And you just, you know, answer all these questions about things you care about, like issues you care about in the election and I'm filling it out in like, lo and behold, number one was Bernie Sanders. And I was like, wait a second. Like, I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> oh, that's wild because I thought you were talking about my favorite Buzzfeed quiz, which is uh, which Republican senators unfulfilled wife are you? And that's a fun, that's a fun quiz you could take on Buzzfeed. I did not but, uh, take that one. Okay. You took one that you actually went in when like, told your life yeah <laughs> yeah like you actually like spoke you like you know, answered your uh your honest truth and they were like oh you probably want a socialist then and you're right. like oh shit i guess so and then I, was like, I, I, I don't know maybe like democratic <laughs> is that different i don't know but yeah, yeah it's funny, like I and i started that. looking into him and then like i was watching all this stuff and i was like oh i agree with this and like a lot of it was based on education and like how ridiculously expensive it is and unnecessarily and like i just paid off my student loans like this year and i'm 34 you know yeah so i get it yeah no that's crazy like that's the thing of like you have three kids now right like you you now know that all three of them and you know for the most part are future recipients of student loans (laughs) yeah and like i want to prevent that as much as possible because that was one of the things like my parents never really talked about it. It was just kind of like, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And like, sure. they couldn't afford to send me to school. So they got loans in my name because they couldn't afford to co-sign. Right. And then it's like, oh, don't worry about it. And for years, I just listened because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to worry about it. I'm 18, whatever, you know. And then like when it came time to worry about it, I was like, oh, shit, I can't really pay this. Isn't that the most boomer mentality, though, is to like, oh, like, yeah, we'll take care of it now. Right? And then when it becomes a problem, I'll be like old and retired and probably vacationing in Italy. So like you just you just figure it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Retirement isn't a thing anymore. I forgot. 
<laughs> Turns exactly. out that your retirement age is when you have a heart attack at work while you're trying to retire. Like what happened with my dad? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, I knew I knew when your dad passed, but I never actually knew details. So that's oh cool. yeah, that's that's the that's the deal, and that's like kind of like my biggest anti-capitalist like, like thing. Yeah, like literally at his desk, like at his desk in his so, office. Like, like okay, he was the president of a company. Workers, I imagine. Yeah, he got found by uh, found by I don't know his assistant or something. I don't know who it was. Yeah. Some you know whatever whoever I don't know anybody from his life. <laughs> right. He was a very mysterious. He was a he had very uh, uh Don Draper mysterious dad energy about him. Really. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Not like yeah, I don't think he was cheating on my mom, but like you know. <laughs> I feel like if I you know if I didn't like end up working in the same industry and sometimes the same company as my dad. I would have had the same thing because I remember for years, like, you know, he'd tell me what his job was. Like, he's like working workers comp. And like, I would forget what it was called. And I would literally not know what it like. I'd be in school and be like, what's your dad doing? Like, he's workers comp. What is that? No idea. You know? <laughs> and then like after college, I couldn't find any work because I graduated in 2008 when there was like literally, you know, the great the worst time to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I couldn't find work. And I had a college degree and I was like, wait a second, aren't I supposed to, you what know, did you like, uh, yeah, have alone. a degree in English? Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> With a writing concentration. Like I, I, you know, I had aspirations to be like a fiction writer and then I like kind of lowered those like for me, you know, to be like, oh, maybe I want to do journalism. And I took one journalism class and was like, nope, <laughs> like not interested <laughs> totally. in what that actually is. And so I got out of college, like, having a degree and then not knowing what I wanted to do with it. Sure. Can I, can I interject with something you just made me think of that I haven't thought of in a long of time course. that I think you'll really appreciate. I, <laughs> I think the most savage thing about, uh, like college degrees is how, cause I have, I have a film degree as we've probably talked about. It's, almost equally as useless you know it's like a thing like i'm not going to just become a director you know uh, but like but like i remember one time in a class i think it was an english 201 or whatever and we were going around introducing ourselves and saying what our majors were and this kid sitting across from me told the professor that he was an art major and i remember this english professor just laughing in his face and going oh bless your heart right. <laughs> and i was like that's the most devastating thing is like why do these exist if not to just generate tons of student loan debt like if you like there's no reward for a lot of college majors unless yeah. you're like an engineering or business major well and then like you know for me, it was like my school had a writing concentration for English, which was what I was interested in, like creative sure. writing, fiction stuff. But they had no like actual classes for that, like very few. And they were electives like there was no focus on it. So you could choose different concentrations. And most people went toward teaching, which I had no interest in. Right. So every time everyone asked my major, like, oh, you want to teach? And I'm like, nope, not at all. You know, and that was, <laughs> like that was my school was like. I picked a thing that they supposedly had, but when it came to actually getting classes, most of my classes were just literature classes, you know? Like, they had it on, pa like on paper, it existed. An elective, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, it is a joke, you know? It's crazy. And, uh, and like that, 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 that system just allowed to continue because it seems at its core to be a ruse. <laughs> Like specifically, you said like this major specialization was barely even actually offered. Like you had to like fucking fight to even get that. And then like yeah. now you're in debt and it's like useless. Like what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> it's a shell game. 
so like yeah so i basically came out of college and my dad was doing workers comp and they were like hiring you know for do you just need a bachelor's degree and i was like hey i have that and <laughs> anything I the right? interview knowing <laughs> basically nothing about the job and i got hired so you know now 10 years later i'm still doing the same type of work and I know a little bit more now, right? But, you know, <laughs> I never saw myself getting into it. But yeah, sure. the thing is like, I would work with my dad who was like management in the same office as me at the time. And like, you know, I wasn't working like directly under him, but I would see some of my peers my age be like intimidated by him, you know, like, oh, you know, do you think he's, he has power? Like, yeah. And like me knowing him as like this kind of goofball, you know, like, you know, he's different at work, but I was just like, like, really? You're intimidated by, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Was so, that alluring I mean, to you? That the, I'd the... Be similar to you. Just like, yeah, my dad does a thing. I don't know. <laughs> was know? it, was it a power though? Like seeing him in that context, was that alluring where you were like, Ooh, I'd like to, I'd like to have some power. It's not really ever interested me. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that tracks for your whole vibe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, I, I grew up with ADHD and I feel like I, I noticed early on like ADHD is like if there's something that I'm not 100% invested in, like I'm just like, if I can just not do this at all, I'll, I'm going to do it, you know, like. Right, totally. Like, I no, I think that's smart. That's good. Something or else I'm not going to like put effort. Oh, yeah. It. And structure is important. Like if I didn't have a day job during this whole fucking mess of this summer and beyond, like, I don't know where I'd be at mentally. I'd be a fucking mess. I'd be like drunk every day at two. <laughs> you did bring yeah, up something. Job, and some days it's just like, well, I'm not going anywhere. So yeah, exactly. Right. A, a beer brunch. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. You know, you're, you, 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 when you do like a good thing, do you ever reward yourself as like, I did a good dad thing. Like I, my kids are happy. I'm going to reward myself a little drink or something. Yeah. Probably too often, but yeah. <laughs> Cause you're stuck with that. I'm mean, not stuck. That's a negative connotation. But, uh, as we talked about on your zoom show, when I did that, um, not too long ago, you, uh, one of your kids is going back to school, right. And the other two aren't, is that right? Um, so two, two of my daughters or my two daughters are in school and the older one is in second grade. So she is doing school online. Okay. And then my preschooler is doing school in person. She started online, like both of them started online and then they had basically a certain date that they were like, we're going to give you the choice to whether you want to go in person or stay online. Uh huh. And, um, you know, they had certain benchmarks that like our county was supposed to meet before, but it was still like, like it was like 7% infection rate. So it was like kind of high. Right. If you really think about the numbers, but sure. um, yeah, she was just, you know, you try to, if you've ever met a four-year-old, like try their, you know, their attention spans, like, yeah, like my seven-year-old does okay, but my four-year-old, it's like, She's she's not gonna learn online for preschool. Like Oh that that's what I was thinking. I can't even like, imagine. Stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to I couldn't imagine a four year old like actually absorbing anything without like just fucking around, you know. Like you have to have somebody yeah. kind of there commanding their attention to get anything it across. But I mean she has the same teacher that she had online. Um so she kinda had that transition of like I see your face on a screen and now I see you in person. Um but yeah, it was their preschool is like separate building from the rest of the school mm -hmm. and they don't have like a lot of interaction with other people. They have to wear masks and stuff. Um, 
I yeah, mean, I was gonna ask, fine, like, does this fucking like, worry you? Yeah, like, four year olds, but she does pretty well with that. I don't know about. I'm sure some of her classmates aren't as good, but um, or their know. fam, or their class, her classmates' yeah, families, yeah, that fucking that family that that we have that just you know Trump 2020 all on their their truck and they pull up maskless and their kid is not allowed to wear a mask by their standards and they're just. Because, you, know. you know, endangering four-year-olds is now a political stance you can take. If you're for Trump, you should be endangering four-year-olds is what that tells me. you know, black people. Sure, of any age. Whatever, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's fucking, all political ugh. stance, apparently. I mean, do you get worried sending your daughter to preschool like in person? Like, I'm sure they're doing everything oh, like by the books, but that's got to yeah. be fucking crazy. Yeah, of course. But I think it was like one of those things where we're like, we have to make a choice for each of them and there's more risk with the older kids that are like on campus and i don't know how they're there longer and stuff um and now they're going back like starting next uh two weeks from now they're going back to like five person five day in person because it was like two or three days i think before jesus try to limit it um but yeah i mean it's it's, it was one of those choices where like she's not doing well online and right my other daughter is, so we're going to keep her here and we're going to see how it goes, you know, because they give you the option like at the end of the semester, I think, because we're just finishing up the first quarter um, this week. You, you At the end of the semester, you can choose if you want to get, like switch again. Um, That's yeah, interesting. It's it's one of those things where we're like, like, it's not our first choice. Like we would have preferred to keep them both home, but like. Right. She needs that like in-person interaction, sure. especially at that age. Like it's your first year in school. Like you kind of like need to have that experience of like, right. you know, like they're not really doing like structured stuff. They're playing. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, it's social, like really learning social skills and stuff. Computer screen. So no. Yeah. So I feel like you look okay. And like, she literally like, she loves it. So that's good. Um, every day and she's like super excited and it's just funny though because like i try to interact i'm like hey so how was school today like what did you do and she's like i had snack and played like what'd you learn i don't remember (laughs) but it's in there it's just like a cigarette addiction it's it'll come out uh it'll it's in there deep you said something that made me a little alarmed even though just because my brain went to immediate dystopian future shit but you were like oh at the end of the semester we get to apply or like see if we could change and i like the idea it's like oh there's only so many slots available for people to work from uh, or to go to school from home so you know we're gonna be definitely judging all the families of the kids who submit we'll see who the people who get to stay healthy and at home are if you make the list that's great if not Sorry, you got to show up to the disease place. Like, oh, that's yeah. what, that's what mean, it sounded like. Choice. It's the parents' choice. I don't know if I made that. Oh, okay. I thought you said like we have to apply, like you were trying to get into like fucking grad school or something. <laughs> no, it's they're enrolled, but it's just you get to choose like if you want them in person or online. Um, so they okay. give it the option. How is how is Arizona doing, by the way, with uh, with rates right now? Are you guys showing a decline? Because I think California is uh, doing yeah, we pretty well. Lot, I guess um, we were pretty high like for a while, but um, somehow I don't know. I honestly don't know how, but we've gone down a lot. <laughs> Just because um, like every time I died. go out, I'm like like I don't. I I think I told you on on my uh, my show about like. I had a COVID scare a few weeks ago. Yeah, Jesus. Like, I started having, like, five 
you know, of the top symptoms on a Monday. And <laughs> Jesus. I, was like, I haven't really gone anywhere, you know? And what so symptoms I, were you feeling? Um, so I had like a sore throat and then like I had shortness of breath, which I have asthma. So it was like, well, that happens. But it was like everything that I had felt weird and off. Like it just it would intermittent. So like I'd be like, oh, I have this symptom and it went away. And then like an hour later, it'd come back. Oh, you had and a rotating so, cast of symptoms. Yeah. So then and then like <laughs> I had I had sore throat. I had shortness of breath. I had um, nausea like that first day. And like I was looking up and I was like, oh, these are all of the like main symptoms of COVID. Yeah. Yikes. And, and of course, that's where your brain goes immediately as well. Yeah, of, course, of course, I'm course. sick like, and probably my whole family is. Months. I haven't been going anywhere. I've been staying home for the most part. And um, what like what pissed me off is like, I didn't know if I had it at that point, but like, you know, my brain was going there. Like I've got this, you know, and I've got asthma. Like I had a friend, uh, you know, a friend of a friend that was my age that died from COVID back in like March. And yeah, it was like you... a week after diagnosis and he had asthma. And I was like freaking out. Cause I was like, Whoa, this is real. Like I could freaking die from this. Yeah. I'm two degrees uh, of separation away from I that. literally like I'm applying for life insurance right now. Like, like <laughs> Oh, fucking just, a. Just because, you know, like I didn't have any and I got freaked out for a That's moment. some grown man shit right there, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's insane. But like, basically, um, you know, I had, I had symptoms and then on Tuesday, I was like, well, maybe it was just nothing and like it'll pass, you know, because they were they just felt weird. Like I was just it was strange, you know. Yeah, and for sure. Tuesday, I like still had symptoms and I was getting new symptoms like and it was just like everything I looked up was like, oh, like this. This is it. Like I've got I've got chills. I've got body aches, you know, like what the heck? And oh yeah, that's that's one thing the internet's great for is confirming your worst fears uh, on a hunch about right. your and health that's all you hear right now. So it's like it almost feels like nothing else. Like I know it's ridiculous, but it feels like no other sickness exists right now because COVID's so prevalent. Kind of so right. Like, yeah, I must have this, you know. Totally. And so like I had my mindset on that, and I was like, well, like since one of my kids is in school and my other kid likes to hang out with our friend next door, like. I need to get the whole family tested. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I went and got us all no swabbed on Tuesday afternoon. And then it was like, oh, it's going to be 36 to 72 hours for the results. Like, that's a big window, right? When sure. Yeah. A big window where you think you could be dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A big, a big window to wonder if, huh, I wonder if all of my family is going to die. <laughs> yeah. Like I had like all of the existential crises hit my sure. head at the same time. And I was like, well, this is fun. Cause like I had recently gone through like, uh, you know, we can get into that or not, but like kind of through like maybe kind of losing my religion. And I was like, oh, I don't know what happens when I die, but they oh, might find God. out soon. <laughs> Like <laughs> what a time to have a COVID scare is like right when you start separating yeah. yourself from your faith and, like, and you're like, like, Oh, this I'm being punished. All the biblical signs of the apocalypse are like happening. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't believe in that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect storm of hedonism and, 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 uh, uh, atheism and sickness and misery. That's, that right. must've been insane. Like, yeah, that's, it like was, part, it was part of your brain's like, like I did this. I, I did like, this to myself. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the di the test results until Friday, like afternoon or maybe midday. So like from Tuesday evening until Friday, I was just like, I was working, you know, because I work from home. So I was like, I might have COVID, but I'm gonna keep working. You yeah. Know? 
Got to, got to do it. And, uh, and that all the whole time, just freaking out. Like I, I just randomly would be like, well, I got to go get my inhaler. Cause I can't breathe. <laughs> That's, that's the thing that always blows me away. And like in my own life and then like in like cinema and stuff too, is like that moment when like there is some like really dark shit looming behind whatever's going on, but you still have to go through like your day to day like actions, like for you, like, you know, like doing your job and stuff like sitting there, like I, it's very much like why I got fired from Hulu uh, in the first place was like, they gave me five days bereavement leave after I I lost my dad. And I was just like sitting there taking phone calls five days later from people yelling about their hula and how it's buffering because they live in the mountains and their internet sucks. And I'm just like, the whole time, like, how am I even able to do both, hold both of these things in my head at the same time where I'm for, yeah. like fucking distraught over this, but I'm also doing this mundane bullshit. Yeah. And for me, like, I literally like I get claims for people that get COVID. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. And, and workers comp, right? Work, yeah. So I'm talking to them about their symptoms and I'm just sitting there like I'm waiting on my test results, guys. Like, I don't say it, but I'm like, it's in my head while I'm talking to these people. And they're like, does our company office. handle our workers' comp cases? Because I might be one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I don't know where you work currently. Conflict of interests, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically, you know, all that was going on. And, like, I, like, spoiler alert, all of us tested negative. So- <laughs> Thanks. Oh shit! I was waiting. This I'm only right? on season one. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank whomever for that. But um, yeah, but right. basically, um, I like Isaiah was like waiting for the results and thinking back of like where could I have gotten this? That was the fun part because I was like I've gone nowhere except right. because this was uh, like five days after my uh, my daughter, my older daughter's birthday. I was like, except she really wanted to go to Peter Piper Pizza for her birthday, <laughs> which is, you know, if you're not familiar, it's basically Arizona's version of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. Let's argue uh, probably shouldn't be open right now. Yeah, big. That's a big. There's a lot of stuff that people touch with their hands at those motherfucking places. What are you exactly. doing? So they, you know, they did their. Why be she? You don't have a seven-year-old who's begging you, you know? No, I know. No, I'm not saying like so you I'm specifically. Like every precaution and still give her that. Like we had, you know, just like a small birthday party at home with just the family. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to take just her. We're both going to wear masks. We're going to wash our hands. We're going to do everything that we can. Right. You go in there. They take your temperature. They give you um, hand sanitizer before you come in. And there's signs everywhere that say masks are required. Right. And 85% of the people I shit you not were just not, not wearing that, not social distancing, just pretending that there's no pandemic. That's the thing that I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that's been bugging me for a while. Uh, is I see that like to a lesser extent, like I haven't gone to a uh, Peter Piper's pizza situation, but I've been at, you know, liquor stores and grocery stores and stuff. And they do, they have, so that would be a little stranger. That is, that would be weird if I showed up right now in a pandemic to a Peter Piper's pizza alone as a 30 year old man, that is (laughs) with, with, but I would have a mask on. I'd be very creepy, but I would have a mask on. Uh, but that's the thing is like nobody like there's there's signs and stuff. But like even at like my local liquor store, a dude, someone will come in without a mask. Dude's like, hey, you got to have a mask on. And they're like, oh, I don't have one. And then he's like, all right, fine, whatever. And like then nobody yeah. actually enforces this shit. And when you're saying like I'm, I'm imagining it like, you know, this is a bunch of parents with their kids and like whole families of people without masks like Jesus. That's probably where you, I'm assuming that's where you thought you got it. 
Yeah, exactly. That's like, the, I would, that's what a perfect place in the last two weeks. And, you know, so many people weren't wearing masks. So I was like, I took my precautions, but you know, who knows? Like, Everybody tried to blame like a COVID spike on the uh, George Floyd protests back in May. And I'm like, no, yeah. motherfucker, it was Chuck E. Cheese. It was the Rock of Fire explosion. <laughs> <laughs> that's who did it because all these fucking assholes in Orange County. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Like, is it like if I actually got it, I'd be like, I, How I guess fucking mad would you company, be? Right. Because. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Absolutely. And then here was the conversation I had. There was a guy working there, you know, who probably doesn't make enough to work during a pandemic at a kid's arcade. Oh, like nobody uh, who's working right now does, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't need to qualify that as much. <laughs> but uh, I, I asked this guy if there's literally a sign like it felt like a movie, like there's literally a sign next to this guy that says huge sign that says masks are required. Right. And I look over and I see like most of the people not wearing masks. And I just kind of like casually come to this guy. Hey, so uh, what about this? Is this like not a thing? Like, and he's like, yeah, we were trying to enforce. And then corporate called us and told us we weren't allowed to. Some people don't want to. Yo, that was like, mm. if I were working there, like I would just quit that. Yeah. Like, they don't give a okay. fuck about your life. They care Jeez. more about their bottom line than your life specifically. Like as much as there are things about my job, I don't necessarily like podcast class. Um, <laughs> nice. Nicely like, done. I've been working from home for six months and they're going to extend that for the foreseeable future. So at least they're, they're fucking. Yeah, they're humane. They understand basic human decency. Right. Uh, my, I, I work for a very hip company. I, I was hired and uh, started working from home back in June. So like I haven't even been to the office or met any of my employees in person, my fellow employees in person. So like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's that's so disgusting that like corporate said, well, some people were, we were losing business. So yeah. we're not enforcing this, even though like, I don't know what that goes against via like and Arizona state law. While, but... like, you know, at its core, it's a pizza place. I mean, you right. can question how good the quality of the pizza is, but for a while they didn't, they were open just for, you know, pickup and delivery and stuff, which is fine. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. They just had food orders. Like you could come in and get that. And they're, arcade section was closed but now they're just fully open with these restrictions that no one is needs to follow they got like one half empty bottle of sanitizer tucked away behind the front door like we thought about it like you know we're trying but we don't really care what you do here yeah that's kind of how it feels so like i think that's a good and like i wasn't i haven't been living in california since this pandemic hit so i don't know how it's being handled out there. But out here, I'm like, I feel like that's just a metaphor for how Arizona as a whole is handling this. Because like everywhere I go, it's like our county has a mask mandate and people are just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, that to an and extent. no enforcement whatsoever. I will say since I live in North Hollywood, like to an extent, there's some of that going on. Like I said, it's done at a much more minor, like, I, cause I kind of live in the, the quote unquote hood, you know? And, uh, like, so like at the liquor store, sometimes some guy on a bike will come by to get like a 40 and he doesn't have a mask on, but like, it's fine. Like he's the only guy in the store and there's like the protector up by the counter. So like, I never really freak out about that. Um, excuse me. Uh, but I do, uh, I do know that there is like still that care and energy from white women occasionally at like, you know, different store i'd like you hear about it but it's not like yeah. as commonplace like everyone at the grocery store i go to is usually like 
on board, then maybe they're they have it under their nose. You know, the mask isn't covering oh, their yeah. nose, which is makes it completely useless. But the like useless mask. Trick, yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, I'm doing the uh, technically I'm doing what you said, but it's yeah. not, you know, what? what? It's like ang- it's angsty. Te- yeah, it's angsty teenager energy It's like, what? I did it. Uh, fucking stupid. Uh, but I will say that the best metaphor, that is a good metaphor for this whole pandemic thing. But, but the, the biggest capitalism is a death cult metaphor I can think of is when Disney opened Disney World in Florida to customers, but kept yeah. their corporate office closed. <laughs> that <laughs> is the most savagely brutal, evil shit I've ever heard. It's like, we know this is bad. We don't want it. We don't give right. a fuck if you get it. Oh, and then so. they were now they're run by the guy that used to run parks, right? So I guess it. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, bigger shitty statement. I don't even know it. You know, my biggest beef with them is that they still laid me off from my job. But like, whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, well, God. you know, they laid off all the X Men too. So that's true. That's true. You know, <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kevin, we're about at the end of our time here. I wish you the best. I wish you no more COVID scares. Uh, obviously, this episode is coming out tomorrow, October 2nd. Uh, is there anything you would like to promote? Well, since it is a Friday, October 2nd, I do have a weekly Friday show on Zoom called AMF Comedy Spectacular. Indeed. Uh, a comedy show uh, with a little bit of music. And uh, it's every Friday at 8 Pacific. Um, and basically, you know, I'm at AF, AMF comedy on Facebook and Instagram. So you can find all the info there. Um, also started streaming, streaming it on Twitch. So I'm starting to stream on Twitch at wow. You never, and that's letter U. Um, so we'll see, uh, where that goes. If you want to check that out. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just trying to, um, you know, do things that I enjoy during this pandemic <laughs> because life is fucking miserable. A hundred percent. You know, most Americans right now. Yeah. For, it's, it's pretty bad for everyone except about 12 white people. Uh, so, uh, and if, uh, if I may just piggyback on one of your tags, I do believe if I'm not mistook, uh, my, uh, temporary uh couch mate slash uh co-host on the one and a half men podcast hollis black will be playing music on your show tonight on the day this comes out is that correct yes hollis black is gonna Look be on the show doing some music so he for the first time in like five years i think was the post from hollis so um beautiful shout out to that yeah, shout out to the anxiety that they will feel leading immediately up to the first song and then all of it dissipating as soon as they start playing. <laughs> when they as, notice as for all me, of the audience out there. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. By the way, before <laughs> I get my plugs in, I just wanted to tell you this specifically because I don't think I told you. Uh, I, I messaged the girl who did the music on the, uh, the uh, episode or the show that I was on uh, when I did your show to apologize for making fun of her Ted Grandpa punch. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. she didn't re- she never responded to my message which is totally fine but uh as i think we mentioned on the failed recording yesterday i i definitely had to follow uh, a song about a recently deceased grandparent and i made jokes about that and she seemed to be a good sport but i definitely messaged her to no avail so who's who knows maybe she hates me uh, it was also her whole family on there watching <laughs> 
oh shit oh no that's why'd you even tell me that i could have just existed not knowing that now now i'm gonna drink tonight it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is kevin uh as for my plugs everybody of course uh, you can follow me on all the things at KB Anderson. Yo, I mentioned the one and a half men podcast earlier. If you go over to bleak and review, no, not that's not what the plug is. If you go over to <laughs> patreon.com slash bleak and review, there is a new episode of one and a half men up uh, as of this Wednesday. Uh, me and Hollis watched uh, an anime called food wars. It's like a cooking battle anime where everyone gets really horny and comes when they eat food and it's really gross and weird. Uh, and we dissect it for about an hour. So go, you know, give $5 to me, you know, if you got it, that'd be cool. You can cancel it too. Like it's whatever. Uh, so check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash bleak and review rate, review, subscribe, whatever bleak and review stuff. Do the things support indie comedy. I don't know. Kevin, thank you so much for being here, bud. Thanks, Kevin. I'm so glad we didn't have to do this in uh, five segments <laughs> like we almost had to I last night. Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next week, say goodbye, Kevin. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.